Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When Charlie was in his mid-thirties, he and his wife Juanita took the kids to Spooner Lake in Wisconsin. They quickly made the trip over there, and when they arrived, the kids who were tired of being in the car jumped out of the car quick, donned on their bathing suits, and went straight for the water. There's nothing better than cool, crisp, clear lake water to refresh on in a hot summer day. Charlie and Juanita were busy like all parents on vacation, doing anything but resting or relaxing or playing with their kids. They're hauling in the luggage, bringing in the groceries, and setting up the lawn chairs, things like that. Meanwhile, the kids are out playing, two brothers and a sister. Probably the two brothers ganging up on the sister. Might have been a little, you know, dunking going on, that kind of thing. But there comes a time when even the working adults come to play and relax. And so Charlie, wanting to be the Superman hero for the kids, like any father does, charged off down the dock. And he gets to the end of the dock and does a Superman into the air, diving right into the water. But Lake Spooner was too shallow. When his head hit the bottom, his neck broke. For the next several months, Charlie spent his life in a hospital. He survived the dive, but never walked again. Desperately, Charlie and Juanita begged the healthcare professionals for some kind of health, some kind of healing, some kind of restored life. So that Charlie could one day just walk again. Maybe you've known someone who was paralyzed. Whether from birth or because of an accident. Or maybe it's not total paralysis, but someone who struggles with a difficult disease or sickness. Or maybe you have challenges with your body and you're not at full health this morning. This morning I'm asking, where do you go to find health, healing, or restored life? In the alternate Gospel lesson for today from John chapter 5, it describes such a place beginning at verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and the Jews went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda which have five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. Here we are invited into a scene during a time of the year when some of the Feast of the Jews is happening, though we're not told for sure which one. But we are told in this reading where it happened. The name of the place is Bethesda. Bethesda is believed to be a place where there would be some kind of grace. That people would come to find some sort of opportunity for health 
and healing. What's more, this place is located somewhere near or in the temple. The place where Jews had been taught to come if they were seeking something from God. That was the place God had located Himself. And it says in this text, there were five colonnades surrounding this pool. Now, early patristic writers understood the figurative writer that John was. And they saw in these five colonnades a reference to the five books of Moses. Where did the Jews go to find health and healing? They went to the temple. They went to the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. This man, this man was lying there in this place, along with lots and lots of other paralyzed people, hoping for help, health, and healing. Where do we go for health and healing these days? The hospital is perhaps the most logical place. And yes, if I were having a heart attack or needed a surgery that would save my life, that's where I would go too. In this country, we have some hospitals that have nice religion-sounding names like St. Mary's, St. Luke's, Mercy, and even Bethesda. These hospitals around the country were started out by the Christian church who desired long ago to care for the body and bring the healing word of Jesus and hold them together. But 20 or 30 years ago, many of the church-run hospitals were sold off to corporations because they could make a lot more money. Hospitals sometimes in our day are not the place of health and healing. Although I think in Fargo we have two exceptional hospitals. I've been a patient at both. And yet, a hospital of sorts is where Jesus goes. Listen to what John wrote beginning at verse 5. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. Jesus goes to a hospital of sorts. He enters Bethesda into this ward, filled with paralyzed people lying all over the place. And He walks up to this man, and the text says that He knew that He'd been lying there a long time. This man, a 38-year-old paralytic, is not just an object lesson for John. That's going to bring about a bigger discussion later with the Pharisees about healing on the Sabbath. No, Jesus cared for this man and his particular situation, for his particular illness. And he asked the man, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be made whole? Now, I don't see this as a blatantly obvious question or meant as a put down like, 
hey, do you want to be made well or not? No. I hear it as a question that initiates a conversation. Do you want to be made well? How is it with you this morning? In what conditions do you struggle with? What is it that you would love some relief from? Some health? Some healing from? How long have you been in this particular condition that you struggle with? Our Lord enters into this hospital ward with His healthy, healing Word. And He cares about you. But then Jesus enters into this conversation with this paralyzed man. And the man gives His answer. Like all the characters in the Gospel of John, Jesus enters into the conversation with this man. But this man has a problem with where he thinks he can find help and healing. He answers Jesus, I want to be healed, but even before I can get down to the water after it's stirred, somebody else gets there before me. You see, many believe that once the water was stirred up, the first person in the water would be healed. The problem with this man is that he has a mistaken belief. He didn't know where he could find health and healing. Perhaps it's that way for us too. James K.A. Smith in an article in Comment Magazine says that in our secular society today, there is a desire to separate health from everything else in life. And health can become an idol in and of itself. Healthism, he calls it. Seeking out health devoid of any other kind of connection to the community or connection to the family. Perhaps you would love to take a hiatus and yet you can't find the right doctor. Perhaps you would love to be healed by this particular medicine but can't afford the prescription. Maybe you can't quite follow the doctor's orders of the diet and exercise regimen. And you believe that if you could just do that, you would have health and healing. We, like the paralytic, oftentimes misplace our trust and don't put our faith in the place where we can find true health and healing and restored life. And yet Jesus continues on in this conversation with this man. The man can't even help himself. And Jesus says one thing to this man. Get up. Take up your bed and walk. Such a strange thing to say to a paralyzed man. Except that Jesus is one with the Father. He was present at creation. And so when this word... This Word that was with God and this Word that was God said, let there be light. With that command, there was light. The Word of Jesus, one simple Word, a command was able to do what it commanded. Stand up. Be healed. Be healthy. Be made whole. Be alive. And you, dear Christian friends, have heard that word of life already. 
You have heard that word of life when the waters of baptism splashed over you. And you were raised from death to new life. When you come into church Sunday mornings, you hear one of your pastors proclaim the word of life to you. And it is a strong word that accomplishes its work in your life. It brings you from death to life. Brings you from sickness to health. Brings you from disease to healing. This word is a word for you this morning. Your sins are forgiven in the name of Jesus. And so after hearing this one simple word, the paralyzed man stood up, picked up his mat, and walked. But he wasn't the only one that heard the healing word of Jesus. You may recall from Acts chapter 3, Peter is walking through the temple and he says to a paralyzed man there, Silver and gold I do not have, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. This healing Word of God spread throughout the Roman Empire. And so in the 2nd and 3rd centuries, when there were epidemics and plagues in the empire, Rodney Stark points out that it was Christians who held together for the body and the healing Word of Jesus. Lutherans have a fine, long tradition of keeping care of the body paired with the healing Word of Jesus. There are Lutheran nursing homes, Bethesda Lutheran communities, Lutheran hospitals, Grace Place Wellness. Lots of places continue on to do this work for our bodies. I wonder about future generations. What will they do to go out and take care of others in the FM area our country, and in the world? What will healing ministries look like in the future when our children and grandchildren or great-grandchildren are the next in line to care for the body and to bring that healing Word of Jesus together? I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see that. But back to Charlie and Juanita. Who, by the way, are the grandparents of Professor Ben Hopped from the seminary. And he told this story when I was there. Charlie sat in a wheelchair for the last 40 years of his life. I only knew my grandpa when sitting in that wheelchair. And in the last few weeks of his life, because of some bed sores and a variety of ailments, he was taken to a hospital. He was a veteran. And the nearest hospital was two hours away in Indianapolis. So he was taken by ambulance to the VA. And for two weeks he was cared before Grandma and I could make the trip to see him. I was shocked when I saw this place that was supposed to be full of health and healing. But it's the memory I have of my grandma walking into that hospital room, opening up the goodie bag for Grandpa that is so stuck with me these years since Grandpa went to sleep with Jesus. Grandma opened up her goodie bag, and there was Grandpa's Bible. She handed it to him, and tears filled his eyes. He said, I almost died the last two weeks without the Scriptures. Without the words of Jesus. I almost died 
without that word. The scriptures are the things that are written that we might believe in Jesus, the Christ. And not by believing, we might have life in His name. I long for the day when we will be resurrected to new life with all the saints together, raised to new life where we will spend eternity with Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.